Thursday morning, JM in the AM. Well, Rabbi Ari Rockoff, as many of you know, who's an unbelievable friend of this show and this network, and uh, we love having conversations. In fact, I would have insisted that this conversation happen in studio if our studio was uh, was open. Uh, we're still in a uh, it, our studio is still in a COVID situation, but that's gonna that's gonna be lifted pretty soon. And we're going to reopen our studio and get guests here live and in person. And when we do that, Rabbi Ari Rockoff will be among the first that I invite in here for a full-length conversation. He is uh, the new executive vice president of the Religious Zionists of America, Mizrahi. And uh, he's had a very busy first week, or second week, or, or first two weeks, which I'll explain in a minute. Uh, he's been tasked, according to the Jerusalem Post, with inspiring a new generation of American Jews who will be involved in some sense with the direction of Israel's future. He will use his prior experience to revamp the organizational strategy in order to further broaden the national infrastructure of the RZA. Rabbi Ari Rockoff, always a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Good morning. Good morning, How and, are you? and Mazel Tov on the, uh, on the new position. Thank you so much. I wish I could be there with you in person, but it sounds like you're opening soon. I'll come back. Uh, yeah, we are going to open soon, and when we do, I want you to be among our first guests because there's so much to talk about, frankly, in terms of the new job that you have. And, you know, they talk about broadening the national infrastructure of the organization. They talk about organizational strategy. I, frankly, cannot think of a better candidate, and now, of course, uh, a, a better choice, you're no longer a candidate. You're now the choice uh, to move into this position and really take an organization that has an unbelievable history and uh, and gi- and give it a real injection of 2020 strategy. And I would assume that that's one of the things that's at the forefront of your of your goals in the executive vice president position. Absolutely, uh, everything you said is uh, is true. I, um, I, I hope I'm 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 hope I'm worthy for the task. Um, I appreciate the uh, the compliment, but uh, t- it will take time. You know, an organization that's been around over a hundred years um, does not necessarily mean it, it, it's deserving of another hundred, but it means that it has a long legacy to build on. And you and I have spoken a lot about that, right? Yeah. Your connection to Ms. Rocky. As, as is for many, I'm sure, of your listeners and for my family as well. Ms. Rocky goes back, uh, you know, for many people. It's very real. It's very, it's very much part of their family, their story. And I do hope I can, um, I can bring all those, all those fancy words that you just said and others <laughs> are saying about me. I appreciate I hope I can bring it to fruition. Rabbi Ari Rockoff is with us. Um, new Executive Vice President, RZA, Religious Zionists of America, Ms. Rocky. And uh, what's interesting, you're right, that not every organization deserves another 100 years, but you know what? The state of Israel deserves at least another 100 years of support from around the world. And that's why the position you're in, I think, is so important. It could be a tremendous fulcrum of activity uh, for diaspora Jews to be involved with Israel. And, and you know, what's more important than that, frankly? And uh, if there's one thing we've learned over the last few months, and something that I've preached over the last three and a half decades, is that the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. Why not make sure to convey that message actively to people who live in the diaspora? So you have a big task, you're right, but uh, but yes, uh, uh, Israel is deserving of the work that's required, in my opinion, uh, to make this a really, really strong presence here in the United States. Now, uh, we're coming on, uh, right now we're on the heels of, and it's funny, 
that you literally took over the week of the World Zionist Congress. I mean, that's like, you know, <laughs> so talk about taking you and throwing you into the uh, into the deep end of the pool, you know, <laughs> right off the yeah. bat. I mean, that, that's not, and we've explained the World Zionist Congress to our listeners many times. I don't always fully get it. In fact, last time you were on one of your functions yeah. when you when you were advising them was literally to remind me how this whole thing works and to remind our listeners why it's so important to be involved. And I was proud to be on this late with um uh with the with with Mizrahi and and we did get a really good response from uh yes. bo- both our listeners and people here in the US but explain what happened last week right all these delegates are assigned from different parties to be part of the World Zionist Congress. Normally, we would have been in Israel. I was in a slight depression last week, having realized that <laughs> that probably you know two Saturday nights ago I would have left for Israel for an incredible week there. It didn't work out. Obviously, it was done by Zoom. But explain to our audience what actually happened last week with the World Zionist Congress. Absolutely. No, it's... Um... You could, you, you could say that I'm organized, or you could say I started a week after Yontif. But uh, <laughs> either, either which way, yes, no, it, I, certainly, I certainly hit the ground running. Uh, literally, the World Zionist Congress convened for the first time ever remotely. I right. mean, everything here, you know, dare I say the word unprecedented. Yeah, unprecedented in yeah. the 38th World Zionist Congress, you know, more than 100 years in, um, convened for the 38th time, I believe. Um, I heard that your father also represented, correct? Well, my father, my, uh, my father was at multiple uh, was at multiple uh, World Zionist Congresses, and um, and the, the 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 one the the thing I always quote is that he was the youngest delegate uh, to the last pre-state uh, World Zionist Congress, and that uh, unbelievable, and, unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable. For me, for me, that was always a point a point of pride because he got involved really early. <laughs> No, that's it's amazing, and that really you know sort of uh, you know solidifies and really amplifies the point I made earlier. You know, it's not it's not, and I do want to correct one thing, and then I'll respond. Um, it's not an organization; um, it's a it's a it's a movement, it's yeah. an ideology, um, and and therefore you know uh, I'll, I'll sort of correct the statement that I said earlier. I could do that right in the first two weeks. Yeah, why not? Of course, reframe. <laughs> but it's not it's not an organization. Um, and, and that's what drew me. In other words, this is this is this is about the state of Israel. This is about Eretz Israel. This is religious Zionism was not founded, you know, uh, ten years ago, thirty-nine years ago, and, and operates with a mission statement and we'll tweak a website. This, right. is, this is something much bigger than all of us. So, um, the World Zionist Congress, you know, which I know you've explained to you, you know the you know the, your, your audience, um, and frankly, were, were was a bit, you, you provided such a great um, a voice. Uh, which ended up with the result that Mizrahi became a leader for the first time in the history of the World Zionist Congress. The Mizrahi, um, Dati, uh, right of center, whatever, whichever designation you'd like to call it, um, is now in a position of majority within this Congress. And what this Congress is, is it, it was the formation of Herzl, who had a, uh, of course, you know, much of the vision of Zionism, you know, as we know it, but he had a very profound. A notion that the state of Israel um, had to be the, the home of the Jewish people and the land of the Jewish people. And while we know we're in election week, and it's not my mandate here to talk on politics in this country or in Israel for that matter, in terms of the Knesset and so forth, but but every five years approximately, at different points it was more often, sometimes less so, every five years approximately since, um, since the early 1900s, late 1800s, there's been a convening of the World Zionist Congress, which gives voice 
to the world Jewry, and every five years it's adjusted based on world population. America, as the largest Jewish community outside the state of Israel, 14 million Jews live in the world, six in Israel, six here, give or take, um, gets a very strong voice. One-third, how it works almost like the Electoral College, one-third of the influence of, of the allocation of funds and positions within the WZO, the World Zionist Organization. So that includes Kakao, which is JNF, as we call it here. It includes the Ministry of Education, which you know, you know, disseminates Shlichem all around the world. It, it ties to the Masaf funding, which is, I'm sure, a topic you've covered on the show. It's right. something that we talked a lot about during the election. So essentially, we have emerged at the end of this whole process. Fast forward to last week. And uh, Baruch Hashem can tell everyone here, and uh, would, would, would take very little credit. If it started on my first day, I can't, I can't credit. Um, anything I did was as a volunteer prior to that and just trying to get the word out, just like you. But uh, we, we emerged from those meetings, um, perhaps contrary to what everyone's reading here in the media, which I'm glad to address. We emerged with a majority and with the most significant influence of everything, including the entire um, Department of Education, which I think is from Mizrahi the most important, because that's ultimately where Torah decisions are made and ideological decisions are made, literally to the point, Nahum, uh, of whether food will be kosher in certain birthright venues, as an example, right. and give many more. So when you when you mention the media coverage and, and some of the things that have been said, I mean, primarily... It, it, it primarily it's more like opinion pieces, right? In other words, people who are a little wary of the results of the election and how it did tip things more to again, we'll call it the right, just for the purposes of you know this conversation. But right the, when you when you talk about the media reaction, is that essentially what you're referring to? Yeah, exactly. And I think we all um, appreciate that we live in a time where there's uh, sort of a surplus of, of news and information, and it's hard to know. Uh, what's real and what's not, and that's not I'm, not, I'm saying that as a point of fact, not as a point of opinion. Right. And in this case, if we sort of zoom out and think about this, we have probably an unprecedented situation in here um, where we have the far left and really even to the far right. Shas um, and Degala Torah are now represented through Eretz HaKodesh. That's a new slate that emerged that, right. that has played a significant role in this all the way to the left to... Um, are in some ways anti-Zionist in certain ways, but are all sitting around one table. And I think that's, when you think of the, the Shvatim and all the different unification aspects, right. we, we are the unifier of that. Yeah, very, your, very, your, uh, your, perspective, your perspective on this is, is you know, uh, is is one to be complimented, in my opinion, because you're right. Uh, it, it's good to see, you know, the expansion of the representation, which I think is what we basically saw in this election. Uh, unfortunately, for those who've been dominant over the uh, you know last many decades, it's it's a tough pill to swallow that they've seen others come in and, and and have a a good amount of influence. By the way, over the next year or two or whenever, I think it's important when we when you come on the air and when we discuss the initiatives that have been introduced and have gone through, whether it be in the field of education, Masa, and a million other examples we can give, we really should reference that this is because of the reaction and the voting power that was created here in the U.S. Um, uh, but by the Mizrahi, frankly, and, and its related parties, you know, its partners in all this. I think it's important for people yeah. to realize, as this happens every five years, that there's a lot of practical stuff going on all the time that can be referenced back uh, to, you know, the effort being that was made uh, during the election season. So that's really important going forward to remember. Yes, thank you for for pointing that out, and I and I completely agree. And you know, from both sides, from the side 
I'm sitting around your uh, your kitchen table with Miriam when we were uh, strategizing, you know, the, the rollout. That was uh, probably back in January, I think it was. Wow. Um, all the way till today. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we've gone, we've come a long way, but I think that's that's been a missing piece and perhaps an area that I yeah. can really fill, I'll call fill the gap, fill the void, is, you know, I was not aware myself having been involved and active. I know you dotted in the Mizrahi Shul every morning, right? Yeah, well, I uh, <laughs> until COVID, we were there every Shabbat, correct. <laughs> but I will say that um, uh, it's important to remember that the, the and it's funny that you said that our first meeting about it was in January, because when you think about it, that was even late in the process. I mean, it takes a year or two, folks, to get this effort rolling uh, to get the positive results. So kudos to all the leaders out there in the Jewish world who made sure to motivate people to get involved and to vote and to you know take this seriously. Because one thing, Ari Rockoff, I could I can confirm, and that is that the numbers bear out that our community and the segment that you know we call religious Zionists took this a lot more seriously than in past election seasons. And I think that's really important yeah. to point out, and hopefully they'll be like that going forward. All right, just so people understand, um, could you tell us the relation? Let's put it this way. So many of us, myself included, I've been very outspoken about this, marvel at the work that uh, Rav Daron Peretz and his staff have done over the last few years with World Mizrahi. Uh, it really an exemplary job, in my opinion, especially if you think to the way things were when he took over. Could you explain the relationship between RZA Mizrahi and what he's doing in Israel with World Mizrahi? Yeah, it's a very it's a, it's a it's a very simple answer. It's one it's one in the same. This is a, a global movement. Um, it always has been historically, um, and it continues to this day. And frankly, um, the only Distinction and why we're seeing the, um, the Renaissance now is, uh, is is emerging from Rabbi Doron Perez, originally from South Africa. He took over the uh, Mizrahi movement in South Africa, among many other hats and titles in, in, the, in the schools, in the uh, schools there. Revitalized it over a 15-year period. In fact, Nachum, that's how I know him. He was there. Um, he actually came to Champions Gate, where we right. back in uh, I remember you telling the, days. Right, I remember you telling <laughs> the story, right. Correct, and he, he when he went to Israel five years back, which is I think exactly when the previous Congress convened, right. so it all kind of comes together. He he um, he took on this world role, and you know, literally country by country has been revitalizing it. You know, with America being again, as we've talked about, the largest community outside of Israel. There's more Jews in Chicago than in the entire United Kingdom. I don't know. If, I don't know if some people here who are listening appreciate the numbers and the scope. You know, there's about Eighty to one hundred thousand Jews in South Africa, so that there's more in uh, there's more in Bergen County. <laughs> um, there, so America is much is a much larger uh, challenge, and that's that's one that I will I will uh, work very hard towards. But he, what we're seeing now is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I must tell you that the, the world movement is vibrant, it's dynamic. In fact, they had a summit, uh, a global summit last week, um, uh, last, previous Sunday, just before I started the day before, celebrating five years of accomplishment, and it's, uh, it's pretty remarkable. So it's all one and the same. Yeah. Um, Mizrahi America, as it was originally called, was founded in 1913. Uh, Mizrahi, under its current uh, you know, world global uh, Polha Mizrahi movement, was founded in 1902, and they've worked side to side, hand to hand, uh, ever since then and continue to do so now. So it's really one and the same in terms of the, uh, the mission and the goal. 
and how it all works. Rabbi Ari Rockoff with us, um, a new executive vice president, religious Zionists of America, Mizrahi. Um, when you, I mean, I, look, I don't want to give up this opportunity, frankly, to congratulate you and to and to really have this initial conversation. When you come in, we'll be able to get into more detail. I'll ask you really one more thing, and and and, and you know, in all fairness, again, to Jerome Peretz, uh, what he and his staff did was uh, was incorporate a lot of events and a lot of energy uh, through different initiatives into the movement, which was really hard. People, I grew up with this. I know how hard it is. It, it, it was for him to do this. I, have, you know, from an observer's point of view, I didn't have any inside information, but from an observer's point of view, it was difficult. Uh, and now you have a challenge that not only do you want to do the same thing here in, on the U.S. side, but you have the whole COVID situation to deal with, which makes in-person events a little bit more difficult, etc. Are you going to be able to, in the initial parts of uh, of your work, are you going to be able to incorporate initiatives and events uh, that will make their mark? on the uh, Jewish community of the United States to get more people involved in what we call the Mizrahi movement? Um, I will humbly say yes, um, and say yes for a reason that might, um, that might surprise you, perhaps, but I'll, I'll reframe the question. Um, initiatives and events is what organizations do. Uh, movements uh, don't operate through initiatives and events. They operate through... Um, through other modalities of just points of connection and relational. And I think one thing COVID has taught us all, after we've now experienced the full Shalosh Regalim cycle, and we're coming out on the other side as the uh, rainy season literally has emerged on all sides, and hopefully in Israel as well. It's pouring for those listeners, not, not in the uh, tri-state, um, uh, uh, tuning in. But I, I believe actually now um, we're primed to, uh, to thrive even more frankly, because there's no borders to anything. You can, you can listen, you know, at 7 in the morning now, anywhere, right? Listeners can listen oh, anywhere. Yes. There's no borders, there's no boundaries. Initiatives and dinners and things that, of course, we hope to do and be able to do like everyone else, um, we'll, we'll check that box when we can. But we will uh, need to be creative, we'll have to be resilient and find other ways to connect, and we'll, uh, I, um, I, I believe it will be challenging. Of course, I'd be naive to say otherwise. Um, but I think people are searching, people are yearning. I know I am. I look forward to seeing you in the JM and AM office, you know, and studio live. And not being together relationally obviously is a challenge, but I think people want to connect even more, therefore. And we'll hopefully be able to not, I won't say to fill that void, but I hope we'll be able to operate within that void and fill a significant need um, that I believe uh, I connect to and, and feel that need to. And so selfishly, I'll say that, but I, I believe that people are really yearning. Yeah, uh, on, honest, honest, yeah, honest, that resonates, but that's where I'm thinking. Oh, I, I agree with you 100%. Honestly, I think the world Mizrahi experience in the last five years proved that Jews in the diaspora are simply yearning and just need the guidance and need the uh, uh, the um, uh, the type of venues. I don't just mean physical venues. I'm talking about even you know the the more uh, the more virtual venues to to take part and to be involved. And if you can accomplish that on this side, then what a tremendous accomplishment it will be. And frankly, I have complete faith that you could do it because I have seen the way you lead, and you're simply amazing. So Rabbi Ari Rockoff, I'm going to take this opportunity to again wish you, wish you a mazal tov. Look forward to more, conversa- more conversations about all this. And uh, all, we, all we hope for is a very... Very strong religious Zionists of America. That's what we want, and even even <laughs> even stronger than it is now. And uh, we Thank wish you. we wish you the best of luck in uh, in pulling it off. Frankly, 
Thank you so much. I really appreciate the invite, and I look forward to uh, continuing the conversation, as always. Yeah, 100%. The conversation gets more and more people involved. It gets more and more people excited about the most important thing in the national vision of the Jewish people, and that, of course, is the state of Israel. Folks, please remember that. If you take anything away from this conversation I just had with Rabbi Ari Rockoff as we congratulate him on executive vice presidentship of the religious Zionists of America, take that away. Like I always say to future of the Jewish peoples in the state of Israel, let us remember the most, the most important national mission of the Jewish people. And this is, again, operating on the assumption that, thank God, we have accepted our Torah and have our Torah and study our Torah and live our Torah. But in terms of what is to come, the most important national mission of the nation of Israel is to maintain and strengthen the state of Israel. Simple as that. Just like we're supposed to maintain everything in our religious lives as a Jewish people. Thursday morning broadcast. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. (laughs) 